Welcome to Grit, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, hosted by Brian Charlesworth, founder of Sisu. Sisu provides growth automation software for real estate. You'll hear stories from real estate thought and technology leaders, team owners, and brokers on how they grew their business in a rapidly changing industry. You'll learn how to transform your brokerage and teams into a high-performing and analytics-driven business so you have a new, durable, competitive advantage against disruption in your market. So let's get right into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Grit Podcast. I'm Brian Charlesworth. I'm the founder of Sisu and your host of the show. And today I'm excited for the show. I get to have two people on here with me today, which is pretty uncommon for me. So I have Aaron Catron. You got it. Correct pronunciation. And Heather Lenz, who is her sales director and podcast co-star of the show. Anyway, I'm excited to be here with you guys. So Aaron has a team based in Tulsa, Oklahoma. She used to have a brokerage in Florida. And I think that's one of the coolest things about real estate is you can go anywhere. In fact, I have a brother that's in real estate and he's more of a Mike Ferry listing agent, if you will. And, you know, he told me recently his wife wants to move somewhere. And I'm like, beautiful thing is you can go anywhere, right? They have a house there and they want, she wants to move there full time. I'm like, just do it. Like if you know how to generate listings, it's an easy thing to do. So anyway, you guys, uh, Aaron and Heather, welcome to the show. Aaron has a tremendous background in the real estate industry. She's been in it for over 15 years. She is one of the Zillow Flex teams that is also on the advisory board for Zillow. And she also has a history of being on TV. She's been on TV with Barbara Corcoran and a lot of other news channels. So we're going to dive into that today. And uh, excited to have you guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Anything else you want to add to that, Erin? Wow. I mean, I think you did a great job. So that was a fantastic introduction. It makes me sound like I'm way more important and special than what I probably really am. So I appreciate it. You did a great job. I'm sure there are a lot of people in this industry that look up to you. So anyway, congrats on all your success. And maybe before we get started, you could kind of introduce Heather and share her role in your business so that as we dive into this and and learn more about your business, everyone knows who's talking about what and why. Okay. That sounds great. You know, one of the easiest things is to talk about somebody else who you have a lot of respect and admiration for. So Heather is an easy one to kind of tell what she does because she really does it all. Heather was one of, well, the top performing agent on our team. And this is something else that I think is really amazing in our industry that, you know, when you start scaling your business and and you want to continue to grow, that there is that ability to promote from within. And that was a great opportunity that we had with Heather. She had the respect of our team already because of the amount of production that she did and how much she already gave back to our team. And so when we made that transition about, it's been about nine months, nine months ago now that, and it was, it was not an easy as a business owner to go, I'm taking my top producing agent out and now I'm losing her production, but I'm also going to be giving a bigger salary here to bring on somebody in that sales position or sales manager position. It's, it's the biggest challenge that every team owner has is how do I stop being in production? Most, most never get there. So anyway, congratulations on that. 
Thank you. I also think that's something too. the hope for gain, you know, for the team itself, like it gives your other agents that hope, you know, future opportunities. And I think that that's really important for retaining for that retention of your team that you have opportunities. So I just want to key in on that because I think that is such an important point. I think so many teams have been down that road of every two years, they lose their agents. Right. And it's because they're not setting up growth opportunities for those agents. So, so if you guys will make a note of anything on this show, if that's all you get out of this show today, and if you want to stop listening now, just make sure, just make sure that you give growth opportunities to all of your agents so that they can grow within your company. And the only way they can grow within your company is if you are growing as a leader. So you need to outgrow your business personally. And the only way you can do that is by getting out and going to events and learning and listening to books and doing all this stuff for personal growth. And I know that Erin does that. She came out to one of our events here a while back. And so I know that's something you guys do. So anyway, thanks for bringing that up, Erin. I think it's such an important point. Absolutely. So I know I really didn't get to the nuts and bolts of what Heather does, but she is in sales operations. She does basically anything that has to do with the sales side of the business. And that's implementation she was so such a huge factor when we both heard about CSU. Um, I heard about it because a lot of the people that I'm associated with on the advisory board for Zillow were starting to talk about it. And some of the people that I respected the most were saying, if you're going to run your business like a business, this is really what you need to do that brings everything together all in one place. So of course, when I mention anything like that to Heather, she geeks out on that I stuff. Do. She loves it. And I saw I saw her light up just when you said yeah. the smile the smile hit her face. Yeah. So <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't do it without her. What she has done with implementing Sisu, what she has done with making that relevant to the team, friendly to the team, because everybody knows that I would say you know hope for gain is really important, but I'll tell you what's important too is when you have changes with your team, how you present those changes and how you make those transitions. Because I think that if you don't do it correctly, it will backfire on you and your agents will not buy into the big picture. So Heather, I want to ask you, so transitioning from an agent on a team to a leader on that team, what did you have to do to gain the respect of the agents? Because that's, that's a challenge of its own, right? They need to view you as a leader. And obviously you were a top producer before you did this. So they already looked up to you, but there's a difference when you're the one now that is in that position of, Hey, you know, I'm holding you accountable. I'm going to help you hit your goals. And so what did you do to to make that a successful transition? So we had the conversation of me moving into this position. I mean, probably for a year and a half, two years. I mean, it's been a long time that we, I kind of had the desire to move into that. She knew as we were growing that we would need someone in that role. And so even though I wasn't in that role over a year ago, two years ago, I really acted as if I was. And so a lot of things that, you know, would happen, you know, I wouldn't maybe take as many lead opportunities so that they could see that I'm not trying to gobble up everything. I'm trying to help pass it on. If someone needed help, I was the one helping them. If they wanted extra time, you know, I would take extra time with them. So we really kind of, I kind of had that role before I even had the role. And I think when the transition happened, the respect was there because I kind of worked with them in the trenches in both capacities, which was hard. I mean, it wasn't an easy thing to do, to do both. But I really think that there was a lot of, I tried to be very humble in, in yeah. that position too. So it wasn't something that 
when I moved over, it was like, look at me, I'm the sales director. I'm different than you. I really still have the mentality of, Hey, I'm you. I just have a lot more responsibility of helping all of you guys now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Advocate. Yes. I think it's 100% her helpfulness, humility, and being an advocate for the team and being able to mm-hmm. say, I've been there. I know, you know, I can totally relate to where you are. And so I'm going to be, I'm going to be that mouthpiece for you. I'm listening to a book right now that talks about the qualities of a great leader. And one of the things is hiring the right people, but when they hire people, they're always looking for three things and it's humble, hungry, and smart. And smart is the least important of the three, obviously (laughs) humble is at the top. So it's the most important, right? So any great leader is going to be humble and and you're also going to have to be smart, right? So you can you can lead people, but I think it's a key piece. So anyway, congratulations on your you know progress. And I just glanced at your CISO account. We have a way now that we can go in and see like just how effective people are utilizing CISO. And from what I saw, you guys are really really taking advantage of the platform in in all ways. You're really grateful for CISO. Well, well, we're grateful to have you as a customer, but I wanted to ask, are you also using the client portal? Yes. Okay. So this is awesome. I had no idea <laughs> that you guys were doing this. So I would love to hear from you guys as a customer who now uses a client portal, what kind of an impact do you see this having on the industry? Because as the CEO of CSU, my vision here is, look, Like if I order DoorDash or if I order Instacart or whatever it is, I get to see, right? The order's been submitted. It's now being prepared. It's now waiting for pickup. It's now out for delivery. It's now on your doorstep, right? With a picture. I feel that we as humans have been trained that that's what we expect. Like that's what we expect in the experience, but there is no other company that I'm aware of that is actually delivering that experience. So really during the, you know, listing to under contract or under contract to close. So can you talk about the client portal and like how you guys have that set up and what, what you feel it means to the future of real estate? I'm going to talk really quickly and then I'm going to let Heather speak to the technicality of how it's set up. But one of the things that I love most about the client portal is that it has really taken the automation to a new level. The other thing is, is that I think we are insane to depend upon our agents to do all the things. And so I think the more that we can take off of their plate and that we can transition to somebody in more of an admin type position that can watch that, track that, make sure that it's being done. Because I think that the overall idea is phenomenal, but it's only as good as the implementation goes. And if you're dependent upon the wrong people, because we've had campaigns that we've had set up in our CRM before, we've made email templates for our agents and if you will just send out these emails when you go under contract, if you will just send out, you know, these updates, if you will update somebody, I mean, we could go on and on with expectations of what we ask them to do. Yeah. The agents will not do that. So the client portal has given us way more control Mm -hmm. of that whole process of going, we don't want to look like idiots to our clients by not sending out these milestone updates. And if we are using the program correctly, and which we're trying, we really have it admin heavy on 
clearing tasks, like finishing tasks, because we know that if we put that on our agent side, it's going to be disappointment for the client. It's going to be disappointment for us. And then at the end of the day, it doesn't make us look very professional when it's not getting done. So yeah, uh, task lists as you're going from contract to close, like you don't want those tasks to be assigned to your agents, right? Agents don't do that. (laughs) That's your admin team. And the other part of that is that we can actually give value to our agents by saying, this is going to be done. Yes, you have some of the things that you have to be responsible for. We have to know when you have contracts, we have to know, you know, when inspections are complete or whatever those are, but I'll let Heather speak to the technicality of maybe what that looks like. If if you want to know kind of on the back end, what we're using, is that what you're asking too? Yeah. Feel free to share Heather. I was going to say, I've got a couple of things to share about that. Our, our transaction coordinators did so much of helping us know what the client would actually want to see, because, you know, there are a lot of tasks that really they don't need to know about. But one of the biggest things for the client portal for for me and for our our agents is that all of a sudden, you know, the agents, you know, they have one under contract and then they're going to try and find another one under contract and another one under contract. We found that the communication from contract to close from the agent isn't always the best if there isn't something happening. So if there's not an inspection or there's not an appraisal, there was a lot of gaps in communication. And so one thing I love customer service wise is I feel like that client portal is another layer of our customer service that lets them know we're working on this. So you might not hear from your agent today because there's nothing really new to update, but you're going to get an email saying, Hey, something new has been done on your client portal. So for me, it was a great way to help support our agents in their communication without them having to communicate necessarily. Now, obviously we want them to call and talk as much as they can, but I love that piece of it. The other piece of that is that I just talked to someone, I think Frank over at CSU and he was saying, you know, hey, are you guys doing your settlement statements towards tax season? You know, in in January, you can do it on the client portal. My mind was blown. I hadn't even thought about not even contract to close, but just follow up in general. Later, you know, following up with our clients during, you know, January, February, when tax season is coming up. So there's so much more to the client portal that's available to us than just um, contract contract to close. Yes, yes, absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. I also think that agents should take advantage of that. If I'm an agent, before the reason Sisu got born is because I helped spring with her business for 18 months. During that time frame, I was, I'll call it, trying to be a power listing agent. I sold 48 homes my first year in the business. That is a power listing agent, yes. But what I found is, you know, every Wednesday, I blocked Wednesday afternoons off to call all of my under contracts and talk to them about what was going on. Well, if only I had had this client portal say, look, these are the things we did. This is what's up next, right? And also I think about it, if I would have had the client portal to leverage, to go into a listing appointment and say, look, this is what sets us apart. This is how we communicate with you. Same way you're used to being communicated with all the time on anything else you do. There's nobody else that does this in the industry. And I guarantee you, there's probably none of your competitors in Oklahoma are doing that, right? So it's a huge advantage for agents on the buyer side and the listing side to go in and, and share that with their clients. And one thing I didn't mention, but we're working on implementing this now is but using the client portal also for our onboarding for our new agents. And so making a roadmap for what onboarding looks like to them and then using the portal for that as well. Oh, that is such a great idea. I didn't even think of that. How how genius are you? I'm impressed. <laughs> With your systems. <laughs> yeah. We just have these ideas and we're like, oh, it would be nice if we could do this. And then Heather's like, I think we can do this. 
Like she, she's always like, I think we can make the system work in these ways. And we do that all the time and everything. Like, yeah, it seems like probably once a week, it is a, what if we did this or what if we, yeah. Why are we not doing this? Why are we not? Yes. That is such a great idea for the onboarding of agents that is taking it to the new, a new level. And I will take that to Springs ops person today because I think that's critical. Definitely critical. So you guys have about 30 agents now. Is that right? Yes. Tell me what is your view of the industry today? Industry is like so big, but what's what's going on in the industry? Market, industry. I mean, all I can say is it's hot Mm -hmm. and the agents who are willing to work are going to be successful. And I think if you want to sum it up in just that little nutshell, then that tells the whole story. Our agents are, it is high accountability. It is an expectation of being in the office, being available, having office hours, sales training. We do just in time for our team twice a week. You know, we are trying to give them every resource that they can possibly have, because what that means is that they're engaged in their business. They will outperform every other agent in our market. What is just in time? Just in time is for those who don't know. I actually do. Yeah. I was like, right, you know what just in time. <laughs> so just in time. So we we coach with Spring and Justin Nelson is her ops manager. And he's also her, he's, her director of sales, or he he basically is her team leader in a sense, but there you uh, go. sales lead. leader. Yeah. He's sales lead. I mean, pretty much he's he's my Heather. Yeah. And he also was a Tony Robbins coach previously. So he's very dynamic and he is a stellar salesperson. And so that translates to any type of sales. And what we've also done with that is we are leveraging that in other ways too, that he does two trainings a week. So on Mondays and Fridays, one o'clock central for us. And so we have opened that up to not just our team, but we're also opening it up once a month to recruit and inviting other agents to come in and listen to that. And then we've also open that up to our industry partners. So like I met with our media billboard, he's the owner of the Tulsa billboard. I mean, he's a pretty big, yeah. pretty big deal here in our yeah. area. Yeah. And I was having breakfast with him yesterday and I was like, Sean, you should be sending your salespeople to our office any Monday and any Friday, because this sales training, like I said, it translates into any type of sales. Yeah. And So we've tried to leverage that as well, but it's powerful It's amazing. and just giving our agents that opportunity. What we want to do is we don't want anybody to come to us and say, I failed at Aaron Catron and company because you didn't do something for me. We know that we give more than anybody. Mm -hmm. And if somebody can't make it in our environment, it is 100% because they decided not to. Yeah. It's on them, not on you. Yes. Yeah. And then it's because you have the systems in place. So one of the things that you just shared, you said that the market is hot. And, you know, I wish every real estate team owner felt that way. I believe it's true. I do too. But it takes work. It does. It didn't didn't used to take work, right? It takes a team leader who's willing to hold their agents accountable. It takes a team leader who's willing to have sales meetings every week. You have to be a leader. And I mean, that's really why CISU was built was to help managers become better managers, leaders become better leaders. That's really what it does, right? You said somebody at Zillow was saying, oh yeah, it's just kind of, what did they, what did they tell you before you came into CISU? 
Oh, they were like, it brings everything together. Like it's your command station. I don't think they said that, it, but I'll say that. <laughs> I, th- I think you said it, it, it basically helps you run your business like a business. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is a great description. It's really what it does. But it even at that, even teams that are on CSU, a lot of the team leaders are not, or sales leaders are not willing to hold their agents accountable, not willing to make them do the work. And if you're not willing to do that, you may be in the wrong business, right? I agree. And I think that was a mind shift that we had to understand. And honestly, I think Spring said this best is she said, I can't want their success more than they do. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, you know, like attracts like. So who you are is who you attract, which I like who we are. And <laughs> and so we tend to attract, you know, people that are motivated. And we have implemented a lot of things, not as many as we should, I'm sure, but a lot of things that we've learned from spring, such as Hello Week. And that's just setting the standard from the get-go. What is Hello Week? Yes. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so, Hello Week is basically our boot camp for new agents. And when they go through the process, which is 90% with Heather for recruiting new agents and attracting those agents. And then once they say, yes, I'm going, I would like to join your team, then Hello Week starts. And Hello Week is basic training for them to come in and go, are you going to make it? Do you want to make it? Do you like this environment? Or is this not for you and should we part ways after the first week rather than investing months into somebody who's never going to fit that culture and that expectation of accountability? So what do you require them to do during Hello Week? So it starts out, I'll take this one because it is pretty rigorous. Yeah. So they well, come in. I don't think it is, but it's agents. Yeah. The it's, average agent thinks it is. It's not rigorous, but yeah, some agents would think it is. So they come in at nine o'clock every single day that week. So Monday through Friday. So you, they actually know that they actually have a job. Right. That, that's a good, Pretty that's a good first office. step. That's a good yeah. first step with a new agent, right? Yes. So they come in, they're there. And it's usually about nine to two thirty. So it's not even a full, full day, right. but it's, you know, usually the hours that we want agents to be in, because at that point after 2.30, they're showing, inspecting, all of that. If you've been enjoying Grit, please help us continue to grow the channel by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with a friend. Now back to Grit. During that, we're walking them through our systems and our processes, our CRM, but more importantly, we're making them pick up the phone. So there is a requirement of, hey, you're going to make this many dials per day. You're going to connect with this many people per day, and you're going to text and email this many people per day. Their mentor is also involved with that, not as heavily during that first week, but we kind of introduce them to their mentor, their transaction coordinator, understand how they're going to be working with these people. How do they make your life easier, better? Heather, do you mind going into detail of what it is as far as the, what are those numbers? Like how many texts, how many emails, what, what do they actually have to do? I think this is probably something that most team leaders out there are going, Hey, this is an amazing idea. What do you actually have to do? And we're happy to share that too. I mean, we're happy to share documents or anything. We're one of those people that were like, Whatever it is that can help somebody else, we're happy to help. Well, and I would love to say that we created this, but we stole stole this from Spring. So it's a call, call, text. So that's what we're saying. We we want you to call. We want you to get 10 leads. And uh, when we put those in their database, it's not somebody that they have to create. We've got those already. They need to call, call, text 10 different people in that one day. If there's not a phone number with it, then we want them to email. If they can't call, then email too. But it is at the end of the week, they should have 
over 50 dials out and hopefully, you know, somewhere around 20 to 25 conversations from those requirements. And okay. And what if they don't? Then they're not, they're not a good fit. So what do you do? So Friday, so we start Monday on Friday after Justin time is done because that is part of their hello week. They attend Monday and Friday. Again, just letting them know, like, this is what successful people do. This is what your week is going to look like. On Friday after just in time, we sit down and usually by Monday or Tuesday, we have a really good idea if it's going to be a go or a no. And we've been wrong too. Yeah, there we've been, we wrong. been wrong. There is no way to know before somebody comes in if they're going to be a fit or not. Yeah, that's I, right. I know that for a fact. That's right. And some of the people are shocking that are fits that you yeah. would have counted. Yeah. So, so don't judge them before hello week, right? That's a great takeaway. We have learned that the hard way. But yeah, on Friday, I sit down with them and I just say, Hey, how did you feel about this week? And I kind of let them do a little bit of talking because I don't want to talk too much yet. I really want to see what their response is. And then at that point I say, okay, well, this is what I'm feeling. And either this is a good fit, not a good fit. And we part ways at that point. If it's not, we've had people go through hello week that we've been like, yes, you know, you, you made it through hello week. You did it. And then the next week they just don't show up. So, I mean, I would like to say that it's, it's spell proof, but it's not. In my opinion, it is because I would say in that case, they decided that's too much work for me, right? Not what I, I don't want it. that kind of accountability. I just want to take it easy and sell a couple of homes a year. That's not a fit for me. I'm not showing up. <laughs> I would also say that the majority of the agents um, who aren't a good fit, they weed themselves out yep. in our culture. And so if they're not showing up, we probably have 90% attendance of our team Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And those, you know, morning huddles are, we expect them to be there, but the people that aren't committed, they will eventually just be like, Hey, this is too much for me. And you're like, it's too much to ask you to come in three hours a week. So and those are in-person huddles you those are in, person. in the office. Yes. And yeah. to piggyback on that a little bit, something that Aaron, Aaron was actually before Sisu, the accountability part, Aaron had down. We just didn't have the systems to make it easy to do it. So that was, I think, where Sisu was a lot easier to, to transfer. We were working off Google yeah. spreadsheets. We had a thousand yeah. spreadsheets with all the, you know, accountability. I, I understand. I had those too. That's why I created yes. Sisu. Yes. Exactly. So, but one of the things that, you know, is very clear when you join our team is that if you're not here, then opportunities aren't going to come to you. And so if they don't attend those Monday, Wednesday, Friday meetings, they're not on Legion for that week. And so I think that's why the attendance is so good because they they want it and they don't even know that they're showing up. And in return, that's making their business better even without the leads. Right. Yeah, exactly. Let's go back to Hello Week for a minute because Aaron and Heather, you're nicer like spring. You guys call it Hello Week. I personally call it Hell Week. Hell Week, it is. It, it yeah. is Hell Week, right? It is, hell week. It, it is truly, are you going to show up? Because if you're not, you're not a fit for our business. That's right. So we even tell them that it Hello Week is a spin off of Hell Week. And we tell them this up front and show them, you know, we show them, we have, it's a two-page document that here's says, schedule. here's the schedule for the week. And so even before they decide, yes, I'm going to say I'm up for the challenge, we put it out there like it sucks. Like going from what you know right now, because our sweet spot for agent attraction, in my opinion, are attracting agents who had success elsewhere, but want to be successful. Yep. And so usually hungry. Yes. Humble, hungry, hungry smart. That's yes. the second That's most awesome. important thing. 
And I also think that there has to be a level of gratitude because I think that brand new agents, even though we like brand new agents, because they don't have anything to compare it to, they come in and expect things that no other brokerage would be giving them, but they don't know that. Yeah. So we love agents that come from other brokerages because when they come in, they're like, Wait, what? Wait, you're going to give me people? As long as they're not set in their old ways, right? That's the risk you need to watch out for there. Yes. And, you know, something that we didn't talk about yet in Hello Week that I really like is I can see their personality and the way that either they're going to be a go-getter or not. Some of the stuff we do is like, hey, sit down and watch these training videos or, hey, sit down and go through this. And you can tell really quickly who is good at getting in there and digging into it and finding it and getting it done. And then people who are like, oh, I can't do this or, oh, I don't know where to find this. And so that's a huge piece of Hello Week for me is just, are they motivated to that? I can sit them down by themselves and they're actually going to do whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's a really important thing in today's society to figure out if somebody is actually resourceful. Yes. Right. Yes. And we have a lot of agents one of my favorite agents on our team, how long has Jessie been with us? Three years? Mm-hmm. Probably three years. Yeah. And I, if she were sitting here, yeah. she would say the same thing. She didn't know how to use email, like let alone use CSU or a CRM or dot loop. And now, and, and she still isn't, I would say she still is a little bit technically challenged, but the changes that we've seen in somebody like her coming in and going, I'm just going to try to figure it out. I'm going to ask a lot of questions but at least I'm going to try, we can handle that. We can work with that. Yeah. And we are very, I don't want to say we're like techie because we're not really techie, but we are very system oriented. I hate printing anything. We're very process. Yeah. We're very process driven. Yeah. I want everything to be able to, you can go sit down at any computer and find what you need. And so for people that aren't used to that style, it's a challenge sometimes but, but, a lot, she excelled. but she did. She yeah. excelled. She's going to get an award at our gala this year. She's called our rising star. She's getting, I think that's one she's getting. Anyway, she's getting an award for being somebody who is willing to learn. Let's hope she doesn't listen to this. So she doesn't know that ahead of time. She's not uh, techie. She won't. <laughs> she, <laughs> that is the key though. You guys said something about, you know, it's hard to follow systems. The reality is it is for a week or so. Right. Maybe two, but then it's your life, right? Then and it's harder not it's to all second them. nature. Then you're successful. What's really hard is not having the systems and failing, yes. right? Because yes. that's what happens if you fail. I remember, I don't know how long ago this was, five, six years ago, Spring lost a transaction coordinator. And it was the biggest deal because it would take her three months to go in and train a new one. Now it's plug them in, see who has all the systems, have them check the boxes. It's easy, right? No big deal. Well, and even utilizing like VAs, I think, you know, if you have, if you have a strong system and we don't, we, I, I like in office, in person, you know, I want to, I want to be able to go down and and our team, I mean, and, and we're small, we, because our systems are good, we can keep our administrative team small. How big is your admin team? We have two in-office admins, transaction coordinators, Heather, myself, and then we have one out-of-office part-time person who really, all she really does is help us keep our Zillow Flex updated. Like, and so she's not operation. 
mm-hmm. at all. Like she's really just one specific. So the reality is you really have two TCs that manage your entire yeah. business. Yeah. And I think those TCs right now, we carry right at 80 transactions, but I think our TCs could easily handle, I'm going to say this and then they're going to watch this and they're going to go, what? But I think they, I think with the systems that we have in place, they could handle double what they have now. Yeah. And I think that it is so systematic and it's so task oriented that it's not a ton of what they don't like. And you know, this TCs don't love picking up the phone and calling people. Yeah. They want to work on, on the systems. And that's why a client portal is so valuable. Exactly. Right. They they can actually communicate with that client right through the client portal. Yes. So the things that they don't enjoy doing the most has come systematic and automatic and the things that, you know, that, that we can do have Sisu shows you where your holes are too. And I think that's important as well. That's been a huge part of um, my side of it is just being able to see data and be able to go, Oh, I know why this person isn't hitting their goals. They haven't met with enough people. Of course they have. It's, it's interesting because sometimes, you know, I have people who are CSU customers, but they're not leveraging CSU and they're coming and they're complaining or they're canceling, but they're complaining about paying 500 to, you know, $900 a month, whatever, somewhere in that range typically is our, our average customer. And I'm thinking, you know, I could save you the cost of three, four employees. If you would just go all in, you know. I would save you tens of thousands of dollars a month and improve your business and allow you to scale and actually grow your business. It is it is hard to change and it's hard to have new processes. And like you just said, it can take a while or the, the pain of it lasts a little bit. But I mean, I remember <laughs> when we started Sisu and we were trying to transition everything into it and and do it ourselves. Yeah, do it ourselves. And, and we're looking more transaction wise at that point. I remember calling Aaron and going, I think we've made a mistake yeah. because it's so hard. But after we got everything in, it was like, oh my gosh, it would have been the yes. biggest mistake to not do it, to not push through. Yes. And now a year later, that was in May. So almost a year later, I don't know how our, our business would It is run the thing. best thing. And I think we said this, I was like, we're going to look back a year from now. And we told our team this, we're going to look back a year from now. And I think we're going to say this was the best decision that we've made you know, as a team and 100%, I would say that Zillow flex has been amazing for our team. And CSU has been amazing for our team. See, there's a two totally different types of things. Sure. Um, But complimentary of each other. They are complimentary of each other. The other thing that I would say is I think that every single time that we were ready to roll something out to the team, we had to get really strategic about that. We pulled in our leadership team. We got buy-in you know, from our leadership team before we launched it, because we knew that we needed their buy-in to, you know, kind of help us move that forward. We went from Google Sheets and our team huddles. And this was just in the last few months, like maybe, yeah, Yeah. like three, maybe three months or so. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a disaster for a couple of weeks. And we just have to be ready for this. And I'm telling you by week one, it was just like, everybody loved it because it had streamlined our meetings Uh and it had actually given them more time. It it made it a lot more like it flowed so much better and it cut down on all the crap that some of the agents could tell you on the spreadsheets that you couldn't fact check. Yeah. So are you guys saying, this has just been the last couple of months, you've had CSU for a year. Are you saying CSU mastery had an impact on this? Oh, Oh. 
Yeah. Okay. Yes. We'll give you a great plug here. <laughs> yeah. So two of our admins, we tried to take both admins to Salt Lake city, but it ended up being Heather, one admin, and then myself that went, I will say, and if anybody's listening to this, take your admin team. Yes. Because if you don't have buy-in from them and if they don't have an understanding of it we're out of and luck. you're trying to convince them, it is really difficult. And when we went, we got there and we were like, it was, um, so such a great cadence of what you learned and how you learned it. And, you know, the kind of being able to ask questions Mm -hmm. as you went, we were there with a lot of people that were in the same boat as we were that, you know, we're kind of like, am I going to keep this program? Am I not going to keep this program? We did the white glove onboarding spring was huge in that too. As far as, you know, I loved it that you guys have the same Yeah. The same mentality as we do, like, let us help you. We'll give you anything that we feel like could be beneficial, but mastery for us was the turning point. And that was last summer. Yeah. It was in June. So we went in June of last year. We came out 22, June of 22. We started CSU. I let's just say January of 2022. I think it was a little bit before the end of the year. We started it, but we didn't. Then we decided to do white glove at the first of the year. We were like, we're going to try to figure this out. We're going to try to make it work. Then when we went to mastery, it just clicked all came together. And the other thing that I would say was, that was really great about mastery is that we got connected with people Mm, at CSU. So we weren't just feeling like we don't know who these people are. And we're Mm. Aaron Kelly is amazing. I mean, she probably like has a love hate relationship with us because you have no idea how much I love hearing stuff like that about our team members. So she's phenomenal. We just were talking about her a couple of days ago. I'm like, Hey, let's put this on our notes so that we can ask her because we do a check-in once a month with her. And every month she tells us something that we're like, Oh, this is amazing. This is great. We didn't know we could do this. And she's so responsive too. Mm -hmm. Even when we have something, Oh, I was dying the other day. We sent her something. We're like, yeah, this emails are going out. We don't know why emails are going out. And there's a glitch. There's something happening. She looks at it. And she goes, well, your agent hit the button <laughs> that says email now. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it was funny, but no mastery. I would say if you are a team lead, and I know we're kind of coming up on time here, but if you're a team lead, if you're an ops, if you're an admin go and what I love too, is they introduced us to spring. Yeah. And that changed a lot too, to mm-hmm. see, I think it's, one thing to see how CC works and, you know, system wise, but then to see a team take it and actually implement it for me, that's where it all clicked. I'm like, Oh, I can do this. Yes. Like, yeah. We can do the same thing. We've got the people, we've got the system. We just need to put it together. And it changed so much. And with our transaction coordinator, she has been with us for how long? Four years, four years. And so, you know, you take someone who has been in her own systems, tell her we're getting a new system and you're going to have to change. I mean, it was, not something that our TCs were super excited about. She went with us on that trip and she came back and was like, this is incredible. She's like, I'm in. And so it got her buy-in as well, which was so important. And the crazy thing was, is our other admin, Krista, had really been instrumental with you really building out Sisu. And our other admin, Brittany, had been a little bit resistant. Yeah, she'd been here the longest. and And so when we were going to Mastery and Krista wasn't going, I was actually more disappointed that Krista wasn't going to get to go because she was the one who had been so instrumental mm-hmm. in the launch. And then it actually ended up working out beautifully because then we got buy-in from Brittany that was amazing. And you already had buy-in from her. Yeah. yeah we already had buy-in from Krista. Yeah. 
So if there's one thing I'll say, the reason we started doing Sisu Mastery is exactly for the reason you guys just described. It's one thing to be able to work with our team, which, you know, everyone on our team, our goal, our focus is to help you do whatever it takes to help you double your business every year. That being said, it's a different thing to come out and see someone who is fully leveraging Sisu because Sisu was really built for her team. She had five agents when Sisu was built. She now has 80 agents. Or I think they hit 90 this week. So that's awesome. So, so anyway, and you know, that's leveraging, leveraging our platform for onboarding agents, just like you talked about. But you've taken it to a next next level with having them in the client portal, the agents, which is super cool. So first I want to congratulate you guys. I mean, you obviously I compliment you on being able to execute because there's a lot of people that come out and they see that system. And I think most people after mastery, a lot of people, higher percentage than most conferences are going to be able to execute because there's a lot of execution going on there. I've had, had dozens of teams come to me and say, that has had the biggest impact on my business of any event I've ever been to. And it sounds like you guys feel the same. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway... To all of our listeners out there, today was not meant. I have not spent time with Aaron and Heather at all, other than a little bit of CSU Mastery, until today. It was not meant to be a CSU promo. I guess every once in a while, I do have a podcast that ends up being a CSU promo. So this has absolutely been been complimenting CSU. That being said, I know for a fact that every team that comes in and fully leverages this will grow your business substantially. So can we talk about this? 2021 was the biggest real estate year ever. And then 2022 hit. And now here we are in 2023. Transactions are going from 6.9 million down to 5 million or possibly less. But what's happening with your business? Can you give us an idea of your year over year growth? Just I, I don't know. So I'm I'm hoping this is good. <laughs> it is good. And with CSU, we can actually see it. And I'm pretty certain that we're up 17% year over year. So okay. it's, we are on track. So our goal, we sold right at 500 homes last year. Our goal is to sell 600 homes this year. Okay. And everybody's like, you're crazy. You're going to sell less homes. And we're like, no, we're not. And we are pacing to sell 600 homes this year. And one of the reasons that you'll probably sell 700, in my opinion, is because there are so many team leaders out there saying that they can't sell as many as they sold last year. Great. Don't sell them. We will take them, right? That's your mentality. We'll take them. Is that right? We've been pushing, you know, market Market share, share. market share, market share. People are going to buy homes. People are going to sell homes. We have the agents to help them. Yeah. I know spring just closed out March at 84 homes last year in March. I think she was at 41. That's awesome. That's incredible. So anyway, it works, you guys. This is a great example. It's great to connect with you guys and learn more about your business. And congratulations on all of your success. It's amazing what you guys have done. I'm going to have to do another podcast, though, to get to know more about you because I didn't talk about anything I had planned to talk about on this podcast. But you know what? This is the funny thing is that this is what we love and this is our passion. And so you get us started and going down this path. We don't want to talk about us. We want to talk about, I mean, it's kind of like when you hear good news and you're like, I got to share it. Yeah. And so for us, this you said, part of our- you said, you saw Heather's eyes light up and it's true because this is, this is what we love. This is propelling our business and talking about us is fun and that's fine. And if there's anybody that we can help and, 
anything that we could do, we'd love to. I think that there's a, some things that we were doing right and that we could probably help, but there's a lot of things that we need help on. So that humility coming in there we're, too. We're all learning, right? As many as we, we stop learning, you know, Tony Robbins says, if you're not growing, you're dying. But right. I would right. say, I would say if you're not growing, you're coasting. And if you're coasting, you can only coast downhill. Right. You can't go faster. You can't, you can't coast uphill. So if you want to climb, continue to grow, continue to learn, never feel like you've gotten there. Because the minute you feel like you've gotten there, you're going to stop growing and learning. And guess what? You're going to get hit hard. <laughs> right. That's right. So anyway, you guys are amazing. Thank you for the time. I really enjoyed it. And I'll see you soon. Are you going to be at any event soon where I'm going to see you? We were just in Salt Lake at Springs. When was that? Oh, in January. January. Yeah. And then we have so much, especially just this month. I'm in rate and advisory I've got board. conference and I've got advisory board meetings so we don't have anything slated right now, CSU. Well, say hi to the rate. I know we have somebody going to the rate conference for the first time this year at the end of the month. It's the same time as our current CSU mastery this month. Yes. Yes. So anyway, it sounds like you guys will be at rate. Enjoy that and say hi to the owners out there for me. All right. We will. Thanks All right. Thanks, you guys. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. If you have an interest in a free seven-day trial of Sisu, go to sisu.co, S-I-S-U dot C-O. Make sure that you use the coupon code GRIT, that's G-R-I-T, to waive all your setup fees and receive a 10% discount on your subscription. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search GRIT, the real estate growth mindset on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Take care.